we're live. Are we doing then, Zero? Good evening, yes. Uh, I'm feeling very woo-woo tonight, I must admit. Oh, yeah, we're going to go, go woo-woo. I think it's, quite, it's kind of weird, because like, number stations isn't very woo-woo, is it? Or is it? Cool. I thought it's more creepy, isn't it, than woo-woo. Yeah. Sort of like, I don't know why, it just gives me the creeps. Yeah, it does. It seems, yeah. A, bit, it seems a bit demonic. It does, yeah. It really. Well, we can sort of get to that with the, later on. Yeah, my sort of theory of the of the magical squares. Yeah, but yeah, that I used to pick them up when I when I was in a shortwave in in the, must have been the nineteen nineties. And yeah, it does creep. It is creepy shit. It is. Before that, we've got some even creepier shit going down in uh, in America. The uh, the guy What's... that's delivering TVs to people in the dead of night. Are you still there? Are you there bro? Oh, did you went sh- quiet then. Oh, did I? All oh, right, yeah. Uh, hold on, let's put the right story up. A uh, man wearing TV on his head is caught on camera leaving old TVs on Virginia front porches. Henrico County, Virginia. T- residents living in a Virginia neighbourhood woke up to find free televisions on their doorsteps. It sounds like a great gift until you see the older box sets left at homes. Yeah, He's committed to CRTs. To, yeah, he's dropping CRTs off. We got to, um, uh, so he's committed to his trade, said homeowner, homeowner Jim Brooksbank. No need to adjust that dial. Doorbell surveillance cameras captured the man with a TV set over his head, laying older sets down on someone's front porch and just walking off. He wants to be known as the TV Santa Claus. I don't know. <coughs> Brookbank told WTVR TV. The bizarre discovery happened at Sunday morning at Henrico's. In Henrico's Hampshire neighbourhood, outdated boxes were found at more than 50 homes. We've got an old tube-style TV, 13-inch, says Brooksbank. I thought my son brought it home, but apparently not. They had way too much time in their hands if they had all these TVs. That's the weird thing, 50 TV, fifty old-school yeah. TV sets. I think they're better, those CRTs. I good on him, you know. Like I've got a CRT, you know I think about it. But I ain't got a flat screen, no, but Christ, they're massive, aren't they? I didn't realise how massive they were until the other at day. That commitment, though. Oh, if you look, have you? Yeah. Seen, have you watched the video? The commitment. You know, the TV mask and everything. Ah. Uh, ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that goes into the creep zone, doesn't it? Yeah. <coughs> yeah. It's like, why? Why do these? Pe- why do these people do it? Looks like he's in a trance or something. Yeah, he does walk in, a, in an odd manner, doesn't he? Because there was an odd case in Australia, I think in the late late 80s, where the police found, like I think it was at least two people like walking around in the middle of the night just carrying their TV set, like outside. And, <laughs> yeah, that, that was never like explained. <laughs> but, you know, they weren't thieves. You know, that was their TV, you know, when they traced it back and... Just a couple of Australian men were just found like wandering on their lawns, just carrying their TV set. Yeah, I mean, not taking them away, are they? Fucking hell. There's some weird. There's some weird because, like, uh, if you remember Poltergeist, that was centered around the TV, wasn't it? Yeah. And she died under mysterious circumstances, didn't she? That little girl, Uh, Heather O'Rourke, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Did she die after the second one? Didn't she? 
I, I can't remember what what it was from, but yeah, that, some, there was something. Missed. I think someone mentioned pedo stuff. Was it, but was it like gastric flu or something like that? She died of. I think there was something odd to it, but I'm not sure. Uh, I don't say that. I'm thinking of something else, but. Because it's weird, like, when children watch TV, they get really up close to the screen, don't they? And yeah. I always thought, well, why do they do that? It's almost like a sucking them in, isn't it, to sort of brainwash them or something. They sit really up close, don't they? But... Is it because they can... There's, there's that really weird... Have you ever read that um, really weird creepypasta about Candle Cove? <laughs> no, no. Oh, it's a great one. You, you want to dig it out. It's um, This kid uh, watches this really weird and slightly creepy... Um, kids program and describes it all and then like the twist at the twist at the end is that like he wasn't watching a program at all his mum said it was really weird because he used to sit in front of the tv screaming oh god yeah (laughs) but it's worth listening to to the for the description of candle cove oh i'll I'll check that out yeah no i love the idea of sort of maybe sort of children in the middle of the night they they sort of go downstairs and put the tv on and sort of she did up to Poltergeist 3, and it was after that she died. Uh, uh, intestinal stenosis, a severe bowel instru- obstruction she died of. Oh, well, that doesn't sound too weird. But I, mean, so I, she I died thought of, there was some sort of... She died of septic shock, I suppose. Unless it was something a producer put in there. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Just, like... Technology in general fascinates me. Like I've been get I've been delving into all this nineteen fifties, nineteen eighties sort of spy stuff. You know, oh, did you know she was in Happy Days as well? But... God, when was that? What was a baby? Must have been. <laughs> that wasn't too bad. Poltergeist one was it? That's pretty. Good. I, I, I love that. I love those old. Um... Industrial light and magic effects. They were great for ghosts, weren't they? Oh. Those and the Indiana Indiana Jones ghosts. I don't yeah. know how they I don't know how they did it. Was it like someone underwater or something that they kind of superimposed or something like that? Yeah, probably suffered like that, yeah. Because they had like a really weird yeah. kind of ethereal kind of or orga- yeah, kind of, of shimmery, real, didn't, didn't they? They didn't look Yeah. And then they always have to mess it up by having a bloody sequel, don't they? That's really sort of <laughs> crap <laughs> that's the weird thing with the old it's bloke like, in the black isn't it they're, they're two about the oh weird. yeah i weren't too happy about that no that's a bit creepy isn't it yeah the old preacher but... bit of a trope uh what were you saying sorry i just derailed you there it's just weird technology in general i've, I've been getting into the 1950s 1980s spy stuff all that john le carre stuff and you know, there's amazing gadgets they have. There's little uh, little tape recorders and that, and anything like that has got to be odd. If if I'm not sure whether they are, but if spirits and such things, they must be on the electromagnetic scale, but probably on a very weird part of it. But I'm sure they must be electromagnetic, so they're going to be able to interact with uh, tape recorders and TVs and things well, apparently, like that. Have you ever been to a graveyard and, and tried to get EVPs with a tape recorder? Because apparently that's a good way to get EVPs, isn't it? I've, I've been to a graveyard just to freak myself out, which <laughs> I accomplished very, very, very effectively. <laughs> I, I haven't recorded anything, though. <laughs> I, I, I had a couple... Actually, I had a couple of sort of weird things when i used to do like mixtapes when i was really into doing mixtapes and that and 
I, I swear, like someone said my name once, like my full name, but in a really quiet thing. But of course, I don't know where the bloody tape is now. But I, I definitely recorded it. And someone said my name. I'm sure of it. That was a good scene. So maybe in the fog, weren't it? Do you remember the fog? Mm. When she's got the piece of that ship and she's in the radio station, and then and then and then everything goes weird and it starts saying stuff. That's quite good. Yeah, it's good. There's that whole film in it. Uh, oh, that EVP film. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, white noise. They weren't too. Yeah, white noise. That, and that again, they did okay, a terrible sequel, didn't they? Yeah. It's, uh, the, the extras on the DVD were better than the actual film on. White well, that's. Have you ever seen the Blair Witch on DVD? Nah. This is the reason I rave about the Blair Witch because if you get like buy, buy the DVDs of the Blair Witch one and two, don't ever watch the Blair Witch two because it's garbage. But, oh no, I've, I've seen it. Yeah, it's crap. Isn't it? But the great thing about it is, it is I don't know whether you know, but when they created the Blair Blair Witch, they created a whole load of lore. So there's loads of um, mockumentaries. About the yeah. Blair Witch Law. So there's one about Rustin Parr. There's another one about the Blair Witch. And it's like people pretending to be historians and stuff. It's really interesting. If you watch it as a yeah. body of work, it's actually really, really interesting. Yeah. I, I always liked uh, Blair Witch. Everyone said, like, oh, it's crap, it's crap. I thought, no. That's, I thought that was a very good attempt at uh, urban legend type fan footage horror film. I thought well, it was well they literally so, they literally yeah. built one from the ground up because like I say if you if you watch the Blair Witch it's um it's really good because they create they created a whole law. A load a load of yeah. a load of work went into it. Yeah. Because it was yeah. just on video, weren't it? It was just some sort of video that they blew up to thirty five millimeter and Yeah. I always like that. That always that always gives it a sort of strange cast to the Look to it, don't it? When you blow things up, like yeah. I watched. Uh, have you seen the remake? Uh, the it's not. It's kind of a sequel, so it's like the, technically the Blair Witch Three, isn't it? It's called. It's just called Blair Witch, and it's um one of the original people. It's his. The story is like his his brother goes to have a look for the uh, have a look for the Blair Witch. Oh, I didn't know there was a free. Oh, I must have watched that now. Yeah, yeah. It's I've just called. It's just called Blair, Blair Witch, Witch, and it's from a couple of years ago. Yeah. Mr. 262 said that scared snot was epic. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that when she's, when she's got the camera to her face, that bit of snot? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like Blair Witch. I thought that was a, quite a good attempt at... Uh... That's something. That, if you yeah. if you do like it, I would I would recommend you either find the documentaries. They're probably on YouTube or something. Yeah. Uh, one of them's called the Burkittsville Seven. And I, I can't remember. What other, I can't remember what the others were called. Yeah. But I thought I it was quite curious. But I thought it was quite interesting the way they built the law from the ground up. I think that was yeah. It's something. It's something genuinely interesting in, in like a mm. sea of like mediocrity. Sort of like that legend trip, isn't it? Where where they sort of take an existing sort of urban legend or maybe a real sort of legend and just go with it, sort of thing, sort of believe it and add bits to it. Yeah. So is that is that what Slenderman is then? Is that legend tripping? Is it? I think legend trip and a small like say there's like a, a legend of in your local town of a haunted house, like people get together and sort of read up about it and then sort of talk about it. And then I'm not really sure what the idea is. I think it's just like, you just get really into the legend and then go there 
and sort of is hang the about. idea like giving sort of. it power because that's what it seems to be yeah. doesn't it? if yeah, you start if you start creating it. like an energetic buzz around it then you're then you're giving mm. it power aren't you yeah there's a there's a creepy road just up the way from me and uh just i know this hippie bloke and he says it's haunted but I realised that it's not haunted. It's just like every time he walks down there at a particular spot, he gets scared. And so he's created a ghost, I think. Or he's, he hasn't seen anything, but I think he's creating his own ghost down the creepy road, you know. Like, well, you I've been do, down there. You? I've never felt I've never felt anything. But, uh, well, like you said, you went, you, yeah. went to the, you went to that graveyard to get the shit out of yourself, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was terrifying, yeah. Yeah. But you know you can you can create your own personal ghost on on a certain part of the street, yeah. If you sort of oh, have you heard this one? Have you heard this one from the fourteen fourteen times? On the fourteenth of May, hundreds of human teeth were found scattered across the A6 in Fortin, Lancashire. And in July, Emily Sullivan, thirty-eight, dug up a box in her garden in Modbury in Devon, filled with five five sets of false teeth. Have you heard that one? Oh, I don't like false teeth. But, uh... <laughs> So it's like a horror film trope, isn't it? Do you, do, you think te- do you think teeth have some sort of power then, do you? Or? I just remember that Killer Nun film where she like treads on the, crushes the, the, uh, that old woman's false teeth under her foot and oh, oh maybe no. queasy. It's like too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, teeth are fucking weird, aren't they? I don't want... I'll have a look at every, everybody's care. everybody's favourite section of the fourteen words: the, fight, the strange deaths. Uh, Darren Hinckley, fifty-one from Chorley, Lancashire, died twelve hours after eating a small scalding fish cake, fish cake that burned his throat and caused him to stop breathing. Darren Hickey's voice box swelled up on the fourth of April after being asked to sample the food by a chef at a wedding venue in Bolton that he managed. He went to hospital complaining of throat pain, but doctors couldn't see the damage, and he was sent home with paracetamol. He collapsed at home that evening and died early the next day. Such deaths are very rare and are usually seen in house fire victims who have inhaled smoke. God, yeah. That's yeah. what we've we have to do something on spontaneous combustion, yeah. Yeah. I, was sort of, I did have a look on the whatever they're called, the British Fire Engine HQ, but there's nothing on there about spontaneous combustion. It's a, it's a sort oh. of thing, should I, like, write to him and ask him? Or do, do you get on a weird, like, watch list if you talk about spontaneous combustion? I don't know. So people just don't talk about it anymore. There was that, I saw that documentary yeah. where they where they um, explained the phenomena of wicking, didn't they? And, they, and they actually, they'd actually figured mm. it out, but I think there's a bit more to it than just the wicking part. But that's what these scientists do. They isolate a section of it and go, there you go, see, it's bullshit, don't they? Yeah. It doesn't explain, doesn't explain, it doesn't explain how they catch fire because there's people, non-smokers have had spontaneous, that's happened to non-smokers without like a real fire, without a coal fire. So I don't think Wiccan explains that. But I think it's some sort of laser, I think. Oh, I don't know, some sort of, not laser, but maybe some sort of freak combination. Maybe someone that there's microwaves in the air. Someone does a microwave oven and there's something else that just has a freak sort of combination that just fries people or something. Mm. I don't know. But. Uh, T. 
two sisters died died of brain hemorrhages within 24 hours of each other. Amanda Williams, 54, collapsed as she was preparing to leave her home in Leicester to be at the bedside of her seriously ill sibling, Jacqueline, 57, in Ingolstadt, Germany. Amanda was taken to hospital but died on 7th, 7th of September, a day after Jacqueline. God. God, that's sad. <laughs> that's not what he's saying, yeah. That's just horrible. I hate this world. When things like that happen, it's just like horrible news. Yeah. Here's another one. Alan Seaman, 76, died in a bicycle crash while trying to escape from a sweeping magpie in Wollongong, New South Wales. He suffered head injuries on the 15th of September when he veered off a path and crashed into a fence south of Sydney and was thrown headfirst onto concrete. He later died in hospital. The Australian magpie is a different species from the European bird and, become ag- and can become aggressive during mating season, but fatal incidents are rare. I had a curious idea the other night that I thought I haven't worked this out like log I don't know if this logically makes sense, but if we if we can go to other worlds in, in dream, we can move about in them and interact with and speak with the inhabitants of, of this other world, can't we? So so surely they can come to our world and do the same with us but that's going around in my head at the moment like, i've never dreamt if we can go you, you just have oh, no, i said i have never I've, dreamt of aliens never no. dreamt about aliens never i haven't really I, I had sex with that reptilian once but i'm not sure whether that was I'm not, that's about the only memorable alien dream I I've probably had. the worst dream i've had i dreamt about a headless witch once Oh, that's a bit freaky. And, yeah. she could, and I knew she could see me, and that was like the really freaky part. God, do you have? Do you get any succubi? Incubi, but I had a few of them like in the past, but no, I've never had that either. Yeah, I've had quite a few of that. I had this really creepy doll one once. It looked like a sort of white doll, but like an adolescent white doll, and uh, she a sort ja- of jailbait doll. <laughs> Jail, yeah, jail, that was a jailbait. 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 Succubus. But I wasn't. That wasn't really like a sexy doll. You know, it was like a, a horrible sort of blank-faced sort of doll. There's nothing really sexual about it at all. It was just like horrible. And I ended up like, imagine the doll was standing there, and I sort of backed onto her, and I I stood on her feet, like my feet stood on her feet, and I held onto her behind her waist. And then she just started vibrating, uh-huh. like, going like and I'm standing on this like doll succubus, and she's vibrating me like just my, uh-huh. through my whole body. And I thought it's time to wake up. I <laughs> so, so I woke up. That's the weirdest one I've had with succubus. I mean, what the fuck, you know? Like... Jesus, I mean, she's not she's not doing you any favors, is she? In the old bedroom? No, nah, I mean, it, was, it wasn't like erotic at all. It was just like bloody weird. But maybe that's a first. That's the world's first vibrating succubi. Maybe I could get in the Guinness Book of Records or something. <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you uh, how do you assess the record? That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. You know what? You know what? Norris from McWhirt around seeing checking <laughs> yeah. you out, do you? With a psychiatrist. Yeah. Wasn't his brother killed by the IRA? Uh, yeah, they were twins, weren't they, was, Norris and? 
he was in that right weird like right wing group, weren't he? Yeah, I was. I got he? a book. Uh, that's called uh, Freedom Stuff and Freedom Now. Yeah, he was in a really weird like. I don't know what it was. It was just like, you know, uh, uh, what's her name? Mary Whitehouse. Yeah. It was nothing to do with her, but that was something like that, like a really uptight sort of cons- ultra-conservative sort of right wing. I don't know what it was, but there's a book called, I think it's called The the Necessity of Freedom. I got the book. Yeah, it's really boring. Because the... Um, like really boring. The, the Guinness Book of Records was invented to settle pub, pub arguments, wasn't it? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the IRA. I think the IRA must have got him because he was part of this sort of ultra conservative right wing sort of pro pro Thatcher group. Is it Dennis strange. McWhorter? That sounds familiar. Yeah, I, could, I can't remember. Hold on. I'll look at Norris McWhorter, and then it should lead me to his brother, and we'll find his brother. I can't. Name. I can't. It's, it's not really paranoid. I suppose, I suppose it's kind of 14, because they do strange stuff, don't they? I can't spell Maguire. That's quite a weird <laughs> one to spell. But... Norris and Ross. Ross. Oh, that sounds familiar, yeah. I think Ross, it's Ross, Ross was the conservative one, yeah. Ross was, was he? Uh, let's have a look. Political activity. Uh, he was a member of the active member of the Conservative Party in the 60s and fought unsuccessfully, unsuccessfully to recapture, recapture Orpington in the 64 and 66 general elections. 64 and 66. They had a couple of close ones then, didn't they? That sounds really depressing, though, trying to capture Orpington in game. Game. <laughs> <laughs> <Reconquista> Orpington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard you were grabbing Saul the other night. Yeah, with Swindon. Yeah. Reconquista Swindon. Did you know <laughs> <laughs> I know it's... Uh, Milton Keynes was mentioned as well. We'll have to do a show on Milton Keynes. Oh, hold on about that. Oh, this is interesting. His brother Ross was a critic of British government policy in Northern Ireland and called for a tougher response by the army against Irish Republicans. Ross was shot dead by the IRA in 75 at his home in Middlesex after offering a reward yeah. for information leading to the apprehension of those carrying out a bombing campaign in London at the time. Yeah, that's what National, I mean. I'm National Association for Freedom. That's the one, yeah. It's now called yeah. the Freedom Association. Yeah. Oh, they're really boring, though. You know, like really like uptight. Those sort of uptight type. They're probably Christians as well. I think. <laughs> you know, that uptight Christian, like you can't do anything sort of remotely interesting because it's oh. bad. You know that sort of stuff. Oh no, they're even they're even worse than that. They're libertarian. Oh well, yeah. Centre right and libertarian, which actually links links to the Conservative Party in the UK. Yeah, UKIP as well. I'm just fascinated by that. I say that 1980, sort of 1970s, 1980s period in British politics, where that was really sort of hardcore, wasn't it? That wasn't all this pissy potty stuff that you get today. That was really like hardcore. Oh, hold on a second. People were getting shot. You the know. Freedom Association, they, they hold pub quizzes, usually with Jacob Rees-Mogg as the quiz master in Westminster that have, according to Ian Dale, gained cult <laughs> status. <laughs> yeah. That might be a happening scene, yeah. Yeah, like the, restarted in 2013 after a 19-year hiatus. The Magna Carta Day, Pims and Politics boat trip is a day-long river <laughs> yeah. race. <laughs> That's what I mean. They're really like that—that that sort of type of concern. High Tory, yeah, they're like, high Tory, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. 
Because all this, all this odd stuff that, like people, people, all this crap in the news today, like the Russian interference, like they helped Trump get elected and they interfered with the 2016 Brexit referendum over here. And I saw like, oh, Russians. But back in them days, I mean, I, you know, Chapman Pincher, his book, uh, Treachery, I mean, he claims that the actual head of MI5, like Roger Hollis, was an actual double agent working for the KGB. So, like, you think we think we've got it bad now, but back then, I think there was some really like weird stuff with the. Do Russians you think there is there. such a thing as a triple agent, or do you think it's like a like TV-inspired myth? Do you think it's possible that there was like uh, triple agents? Oh, that must be a bit of a head head fuck, I should imagine. It if, must be if, a hell if, of one if to I was do, a triple agent, yeah, keeping everyone like happy and you know. Yeah. Unsuspecting. Or yeah. trying to work out who your paymaster on a, on a daily basis yeah. must be a nightmare in itself, mustn't it? Well, it's good because you get paid twice, wouldn't you? You get <laughs> you get paid double, but, yeah. <laughs> double, but like, double bubble all day, every day. That's like. But uh, what's I going to say? Yeah, it's like uh, Hollis. You were talking. That'd be about. hard. No, I say I think double agents are definitely real, but yeah, triple agents, but. Yeah, but what about a quadruple agent? You're like <laughs> spying. You say you're spying for the KGB, but you're actually MI6. But you also claim, or maybe they think you're MI. Oh god, that's mad, mad isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's a fascinating world. I wouldn't want to be a spy, but I certainly, I certainly a fascinating, uh, it's fascinating old. world. I know. This is, I know. We're getting further and further away from this. But I love the, <laughs> yeah. the eagle has landed. Uh, was it? Um, yeah. Broadsword to Danny Boy. I like. Yeah, old, that's great. Old, uh, old, uh, what's his name? He's brilliant in that, isn't he? Um, Richard Burton. Because he's yeah, a, isn't yeah. he a triple agent in that? Oh, I can't remember. Isn't he I know obviously he was... a German agent? Then it turns out that he's really a British agent at the end. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's where Eagles Dare, isn't it? Where Clint Eastwood. Oh, that's the, that's yeah. the one I'm talking okay, about. No. I always, I always call right, it yeah. the wrong films. Where yeah. Eagles, Richard Burton and Clint Eastwood. That's the one I'm talking about. Richard Burton starred in a in a remake or an early version of that John Le Carre, uh, the spy who came in from the cold. Like that's a really gritty, sort of depressing Cold War thriller. Yeah, it's all black I can, and white. I can actually, I can actually talk about Richard Burton, and I can drag us back to. Uh, paranormal. Do you remember the Medusa touch? Have you ever seen that one? Oh, I remember that, yeah. The one where he's... Is, is, that, he, is, that is the, he a really powerful spot. psychic or something, isn't he? Um, I'm getting, I get all these films mixed up. I thought it was like a virus, wasn't it? A world virus? or? It's been a long time since I've seen it. I just oh, I'm curious making, now, yeah. I just remember him making a plane crash. He makes a plane crash, is it at the end or at the start? Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. He's the psychic, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll have to watch that again, yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind watching that, watching that again because I, I haven't seen it since like the eighties or something. I recommend Spy Who Came In from the Cold, the one easy. That's a really gritty sort of like really fucking depressing. Like, but I, I think that's that must have been what it was like back then. You know, like being a spy in Eastern Germany, and that must have been really like horrible and dark and really <laughs> sort of depressing. But that, the film really captures that. It's great. He I goes saw... to this. Uh, he gets a job and in this like psychic library, psychic society's library as part of his cover. Yeah, it's quite interesting. It's like Firefox is almost like it's like a porn film, isn't it? You don't really get the money shot to the end, do you? 
Mm. You wait, was it like like an hour and a half, like hour and three quarters before he gets the jet, and then he's in it for about half hour, isn't he, or twenty minutes or something? That takes a long time to pay off. That movie does. Uh, I don't think I've seen that one. Uh. Where um where Clint Eastwood has to steal the Russian jet because he's the oh, only person yeah, that can yeah. think oh, in Russian. I, Do you remember yeah. that one? Maybe I have seen it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it just that's takes, quite a good plot twist. Yeah. But it just takes ages to pay off. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have the money, yeah. <laughs> oh, Mr. 262 well, remembers it. He made a plane crash by looking at it. Doesn't he play? Doesn't he make the plane crash into the film that he? It's into the building that he's in to kill himself. That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. And the other bit I remember he's from been that. Some work, yeah. The other the, the other bit I remember from that is the one where he makes the church collapse as well. Doesn't he? I think. Oh, I don't know. He's been in some weird bloody films, Richard Burton, hasn't he? He's Exorcist. He was in Exorcist Two, weren't he? Or... I was saying, yeah. I've never seen The Heretic. Yeah, yeah, he's an exorcist too, The Heretic, yeah. I know, People um, slag it off. I know uh, Kim Newman likes to say it's the best exorcist film to wind uh, Mark Kermode up, doesn't he, the film critic? Because mm. Mark Kermode's like, the... a, like, a huge, like a huge um, exorcist fan, isn't he? Yeah. It's not too bad, Exorcist 2. It's just like, it's just no, it's never going to be Exorcist 1, is it? Like, nothing can be Exorcist 1 for like... No, because that's based on a true story, isn't it, The Exorcist? Yeah, based on a bloke, like a young boy though, not a girl. But yeah, yeah, I got the book to it. Yeah, possession is called. Yeah, it's not too bad. Because isn't isn't the Exorcist of Mary Rose based on a German <laughs> girl who died during an exorcism? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Annalise, is it Annalise? Something. Annalise. Yeah. Pill Public Image Limited did a song called Annalise about it. Yeah, and he, oh, he, he apparently cha- cha- he apparently channels her doing the song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, old Johnny Rotten. Yeah, Blimey. Back in the, back in the nineties, I went to see The Exorcist one at, at the cinema, at the actual cinema. Yeah, I saw that. It was midnight showings only, wasn't it? Yeah. I went in there, and like everyone was sort of joking, sort of thing. Everyone was laughing and that. But but as soon as The Exorcist film started playing, man, did that go quiet? You know, like that was like really a really interesting sort of phenomenon. The know? girl I was with at the time fell asleep during it. <laughs> Oh fucking hell! <laughs> I know stuff like that shits me up. I don't know. What that's demons. a pretty freaky film with all the with all the subliminals and that the subliminals in the sound and yeah, the images. What do, what, and do, that. what do you think to the later sequel? The, the, the later sequels, like the ones from the early, is it early two thousands? Was it? There was quite a good one. What when the one uh, I can't remember what's called. Where the bodies hanging the, up. Be- the beginning. That's, yeah. Is oh, that the one where the body's flayed and hanging from the ceiling or something? Like? I don't think I've seen that one. But yeah, it's just, it's just nothing can touch the, the first one. That, that had that amazing 70s vibe, didn't it? That sort of... Yeah, 70s horror films really do really, have the vibe, no. don't they? Mm. So, we've done, our four, uh, we've done our half hour. Are you ready to get into some numbers stations? Yeah, numbers stations, yeah. So, how do you want to it's do just... you got something to talk about first, or...? That's just if if people don't know what number stations are, they're pretty much what what it says on the tin. They're they're radio sta- they're pirate radio stations, totally unlawful, totally unlicensed. That broadcast series a series of numbers through through this machine over shortwave radio, so spies can pick it up and 
the whole thing is just weird not necessarily even the numbers but pirate if i if i set up a pirate radio station they're just not tolerated and they're going to be shut down very quickly but these numbers stations have been broadcasting for years like uninterrupted so it's also slightly they must be, i don't know there's something slightly creepy about some of them yeah. some of them just like uh, make my hackles rise they just must be, well, they obviously must be government sanctioned, mustn't they? So I suppose they're broadcast from a friendly country where the government says it's okay. Cause well, shortwave, you, short you can actually trace, can't you? Yeah, very easily, yeah. Triangulate it, yeah. So they must be being broadcast by the, with the blessing of the government of the country they're broadcasting from, so... And they're broadcast at irregular times on different frequencies to avoid being jammed because the, some countries do try to jam them, but they still come through and they come through very loud. So they must be like a, that must be like a proper radio station. It's not just someone at home, you know, on some sort of pirate thing, but they must be broadcasting for a proper radio station for that power. To, they must have a massive aerial like to broadcast that. It's just fucking weird. Right, are we ready for our first one? Mm. We'll listen to... This is called The Lincolnshire Poacher. Four minutes of it. So should we just talk over it? We'll leave it on in the background. I'll get into it. It's like a rave. <laughs> okay, like a spy I'll... rave. Oh, there we go. We've got some numbers. One, there. Five, three, nine, seven, one, five. Three, nine, seven, one, five. Three, nine, seven, one, five. Nine seven one five. Three nine seven one five. Three nine seven one five. Three nine. So um. So what? What's the main theory about what what the um what the numbers and and is is the tune significant? I think the tune is just to, just to tell the spy in, in the target location that that um, it's about to be broadcast. Oh, I like that. I've got about it's about four minutes long. Six, four, seven, five. Six, six, four, seven, five. She's changed the numbers, hasn't she? One, nine, two. Seven, four. One, nine, two, seven, four. Nine, two, zero, two, 
I assume the um, the groups of numbers she's saying twice, so that is, I would assume that's the same message, isn't it? Or some, maybe it's just like a test, like they just say that to make sure, to, to give someone time to tune in, maybe, but she sounds really sexy, doesn't she? Like, I think I'm in love, but I can imagine her as some sort of like sexy robot, sort of like speaking at She's got, she's got to be dirty speaking RP like that, hasn't she? She's got some oh, like, yeah, wicked kink, is not she? She gets all the lever gear on, doesn't she, at the end of the time? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, the last the last couple of seconds. What are we going to do? Are we going to do these one after the other? Or are we going to talk a bit in between, or what do you want to do? I'll talk a bit in between a bit, I reckon. Yeah. So, that was the Lincolnshire Poacher. It reminds me of the new Avengers for some reason. Like, or the Prisoner. You can, it seems like something, something from the Prisoner, like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Just odd. Because when they send these numbers out, obviously they've got to decode them and they they use that one-time pad, don't they? But So the word they they, tran- they transmit the numbers and then that, you write it down on this one-time pad. But these are always exactly the same, though, aren't they? They don't change. Yeah, it must be a very simple. So, th- so the spy must get given the key, whatever. Yeah. So this, this isn't. This wouldn't be but, the unlocker. It would be the messenger, and the key always changes. I would assume. That's would the it, ciphered. Would that message. make sense? No, it's to the you? ciphered. The, the the numbers they transmit are, are, is the ciphered message. Yeah, but if someone had that paper, end. if someone had that bit of paper, and the numbers are all, all and the broadcast yeah. is already exactly the same, they'd only have to get the paper. So it must be yeah. that wh- whatever they get is the key, isn't it? Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to guard the the one time pad with the, like the decoded sort of decodable thing on it. Yeah, yeah, because they print they print them on rice paper, don't they? Those one time pads. So if you get busted, you can just eat it like really quickly. So <laughs> yeah. That's almost unbreakable, like unless someone nicks your one-time pad. Yeah, that's what because that's then, that's the essential the, part, isn't it? The one-time, the mm. one-time thing. Because the one-time pad, like the transmitter person's got one, and the spy's got one. So yeah, if if someone gets hold of it, yeah, that that that'd be a bit dodgy. But but yeah, it's a genius it's... method of doing it because 
it's just sent over the airwaves and all, all the spy needs is a domestic shop bought shortwave radio so there's no special equipment needed or oh yeah so they, they, they don't have to broadcast do they so uh, I, I assume just need you like can't a... triangulate someone listening in can you no because it's like it's just like you know it's just they're not transmitting no it's just it's totally totally uh unincriminatable yeah it's just uh strange but have you got that picture of the number station machine? I can. Could you put that up? Give me two secs and then I'll put it. Because it's not—it's not an actual human who's speaking it. It's an actual machine that, that you program the machine and that—that that, uh, transmits the 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 numbers. It looks like a shop till. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Oh, I don't say I haven't put it up yet. I'll let you know when I put it yeah, up. Keep talking. Because you can. Uh, it's just, it just looks like a shop chill. You can manually program the numbers in or just feed in ticker tape. It looks kind of more with, like a Wayne's I think it looks more like a Wayne's yeah. to me. And they can also transmit Morse code as well. So when, when you're listening to shortwave radio, you you always hear like Morse code. And I think some of that's like numbers stations as well. But it's just instead of numbers, it's Morse code. But... Uh, right. So I'm still... the voice from the yeah. the I'm voice from the machine comes from it's just a printed circuit so you can like swap swap out the printed circuit depending on which 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 language voice you want to use I'd love to get older one I could listen to it all day if, <laughs> if you could program in program in a good bit of, good bit of number action yeah do you think these could be useful more more um is well, it makes me laugh because because the JPEGs, oh, the but JPEGs na- Nick na- named um, named NS machine. Yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> right. that's, a, that's that's its sinister mess, sinister real purpose. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's up now. It should be up now. Uh, should be up in a couple of seconds. I, I can't. Oh, there it is. Yeah, the old yeah. the old uh, numbers machine. Yeah, I want one definitely. See, there's <laughs> the ticker tape. You can feed ticker tape in there as well, but. So what would that pretty ingenious tape be? stuff? What would that ticket tape got, be doing then? That's just got all the numbers on it. It's got the message on it, so you don't have to program it in manually. Like otherwise, you have to program it in oh, each, right, each number. Okay. You have to type in. Yeah, yeah. They do Morse code as well. Yeah. Pretty yeah, ingenious. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the. I saw the uh, demonstrate the, the demo of the bloke showing you how to do Morse mm. code. So, are we ready for another clip then? Yeah. Uh, right, the next clip we've got coming up is uh, Four Note Raising Scale, this one's called. And we've got three minutes, three minutes twelve of this. I'm getting, I'm getting uh, close encounters of the third kind from this one. Yeah, I love it, yeah, I love it. Yes, 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 yes,
So this is German then, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. Is this ASMR to you, Zero? Oh, it is, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Do some number stations for me, baby. <laughs> that could be quite profitable, yeah. <laughs> number stations ASMR. <laughs> I'd like to hear the, the XXX version. <laughs> oh, Do you think beeping in the background is significant as well, Zero? That could be, that could be a Morse, the Morse code version of the numbers broadcast at the same time, maybe. This was before, before the time of real computers, though. I didn't know whether, like... You remember when you used to hear your computer games going, or the modem, or the modem sound for people's like yeah. I didn't know whether that was transmitting information, too. And that's. I'm oh, afraid, I'm in love. I'm afraid that's the end of your. your I'm in love. <laughs> actung, actung. <laughs> it's like a craft work too. It's where craft work oh, got their inspir inspiration from. You might not be wrong there. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure they tuned in. They must have done. But... I got the War of the Worlds here in my notes. Did you want to speak about the War of the Worlds briefly? Yeah, it's because that caused a huge panic, didn't it? Mm. Do, 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 do you know like, much about that? I know it's broad broadcast. Um, I like it because that sort of connects with Ghost Watch, doesn't it? Like the War of the Worlds. Doesn't oh, it connect, people connect more know. with what's that other one? The Something Three. Have you ever seen that? Uh, alternative three. Alternative three. That's the one. That's when they all go to Mars, isn't it? The scientists go to Mars. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not a bad bit. Not a bad bit of film, actually. It's quite, uh, quite well done. But... Yeah. I mean, well, if, if you, you don't know about War, if you don't know about War of the Worlds, you're going to have to Google it because I've got too many notes here. But, but the uh, War the, of the Worlds. The straight, the straight dope I mean, on the War of the Worlds was that, that they did a radio play about the War, War of the Worlds, and the Yanks took it seriously. Yeah, and apparently some people committed suicide and stuff. Oh, oh well, we're but, still talking about mysterious noises. How about Gloomy Sunday? And people that? killing themselves. That's that Hungarian song that loads of people oh, committed right, suicide yeah, while yeah. listening to. The suicide song, yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting because the War of the Worlds was first broadcast 
as a Halloween episode on, on the 30th of October 1938. But the BBC's Ghostwatch TV special, that was, that was broadcast on Halloween night, 31st of October 1992. So maybe Halloween had something to do with the sort of power that gave it a certain sort of power to the to these transmissions to yeah because freak everyone out. Well, the main inspiration for Ghostwatch would have been the Enfield haunting, which we'll probably do an episode on at some point. Yeah, did that cause like that? That caused a lot of sensation, didn't it? A lot. Of I think a lot of, of people uh, believed it because it had like Nick Cook. This was before you had like anybody doing anything, and Nick Cook fronted it. Yeah. Didn't yeah. And another interesting fact is that uh, Orson Welles did 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 the War of the Worlds in America, and in the Mothman prophecies, John Keel describes this house in Greenwich Village, USA, that was haunted by a figure in a black cape and a wide-brimmed slouch hat. And no one of that description lived had ever lived there, but a writer called Walter Gibson lived there in the 1930s and he created this character called the shadow that that uh orson wells orson wells did that as well on the radio so it's it's like the house was haunted by the character this fictional character that walter gibson invented and orson wells did that and he did he did the war of the Worlds as well so maybe orson wells is a bit of a wizard or something (laughs) Uh, well, so I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of some other stuff like that because there's, there's been plenty of things like that that have fooled people, hasn't there? Radio is just so mysterious, isn't it? It's just such a TV's sort of more TV's more sort of in your face, isn't it? But radio, radio sort of drifts about, doesn't it, and bounces off mountains and things and sort of goes up into the atmosphere. And well, not only that, radio goes like that. into your subconscious, doesn't it? You, you have to kind of concentrate to watch the TV. Although it is very passive, um, I'd say kind of radio is probably more insidious, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it goes straight to the subconscious, yeah, the, the image part of the brain, yeah. It's, uh, well, as it's they're talking, you're imagining things, aren't you? Imagine what the people yeah. look like that are talking. Um, if they're describing something, you're imagining what it sounds like, what, yeah. what it looks like. And they're such wonderful objects as well. The old, I used to have an old valve radio, you know, and they're, they're just wonderful thing, art objects almost. It's, you know, just amazing, wonderful things. Aerials as well. I, I don't sound too weird, but I'm rather fond of aerials. Well, you said you were going to go woo woo tonight, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I like sort of, I just appreciate aerial design. Oh, you ready for this? Um... The next one I've got in the list is this answer on, phone. Yeah. It's the answer yeah, phone yeah. you told me about. So I'll, yeah. This one's called answer phone. 40 seconds. So what's what's the story yeah. on this one? Well, that's in, this is interesting because that that 
that's actually an answer phone. Apparently, uh, how they did it, I don't know, but suddenly people in America were ringing up this answer phone and um, everyone was getting freaked out. But in the end, that turned out that was like um, that was like a uh, advertising ploy for some guy, some Reddit blokes horror horror uh, franchise or horror story. But that's interesting because that shows how number stations were sort of seeping into sort of popular culture kind of thing. Have you ever, have you ever heard the Russian hell noise, where the Russians claim? <laughs> Uh, I, I should have dug it out for this episode. Oh, but, oh yeah, I have actually, yeah, yeah. But it turns out that that hell. clip's actually from a 70s horror film called Baron Blood, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, it's the same sort of thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was quite into that at the time, yeah. they, they Apparently some mining company, wasn't it? They they yeah. sort of accidentally opened the pit to hell, yeah, and all these, all these sounds came out, yeah. I don't really it's trust crazy. it. <laughs> if I see a ghost picture or something from Russia, I'm, I am immediately kind of suspicious yeah. of it because they do like to fake don't they they faked all that stuff in the 60s didn't they with that telekinesis and that yeah that that was all obviously faked yeah and Some they gassed it as on brexit stuff. as well didn't they <laughs> yeah <laughs> just gonna... <laughs> they're shrewd i think they got a very good sense of humor the right you got, yeah you got like president Putin sort of wrestling bears half naked and that and like it's just like I think, I think when did, humor, did you know did you know that Russians never used to consider any alcohol below ten percent alcohol? It wasn't yeah. considered alcohol. That's, kind of food, that's when that's when you that's when you when your <laughs> nation has got a sense of humour, isn't it? Yeah, it? I've always wanted to live in some sort of dreary sort of like Russian or East European sort of housing block, you know, where the sort of vodka comes out of the taps and there's sort of like lovely sort of Russian girls with sort of fur coats and that, yeah. Quite, quite sort of nice. But I might convert or something. Mind you, mind you it would probably be, be more like the, do you remember the 80s? The 80s opinion of Russian women, it was like a big old babushka, weren't it? Yeah. <laughs> big old babushka that could probably, yeah. probably lift a tractor. Yeah. Uh, right, so next one we've got is called Counting Control. Zero, zero, nine, six, two, two, five, one, two, one, one, zero, eight, one, zero, five, zero, zero, nine, six. Thank you. 
The old Yanks are no so, good at a numbers number station, don't they? They don't really get the oeuvre, do they? Uh, I love that bit. I love that little bit of frequency at the end there. Yeah, it sounds like a short car waves. driving by or something, doesn't it? Yeah. Because when I first started listening to shortwave, that was before the internet, and you used to hear some all sorts of like fascinating like static on there, but it's all gone now because it's all they've all gone on bloody. They're all on the internet now. I've read stations. something. I've read something once, ages ago, that apparently the sounds you get through on medium wave on your car will tell you the state of your alternator. Apparently, it was something I read ages ago. Yeah. So by listening just to medium it. wave, you can actually find out whether your alternator's on the way. <laughs> yeah, stranger. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose that could. Uh, how the hell would that interfere with or? Interact with the alternator. I don't know what an alternator is. Uh, the alt- alternator is magnetic, isn't it? Isn't the alternator. The alternator is the thing that puts the uh, current, but it puts juice back in your battery yeah. as you're driving. Oh, it's electrical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's understandable. And yeah. Yeah. I'm just fascinated by it. Because well, so when we radio... know about electromagnetism and fields and oh yeah like that, yeah, scientists like to think they know everything, but they don't. I mean, they might have invented electricity, but they don't know all the sort of secret sort of functions of electricity. Well, I mean, they don't. They didn't really invent it. All they do is harness it, don't they? You, you can't yeah. like, invent. You, that's all they can do is the, you know, like the human brain. They still have very little understanding of the human brain. Yeah. They can cut bits out and mash bits back together, but they don't. They can't repair a brain, can they? They can just like yeah, short circuit odd. it, can't they? <laughs> But they're so arrogant, aren't they? They're arrogant, arrogant people. They think they think they know everything, but they don't. They know they know probably ten percent of everything that they know, everything that they publish in that. They know probably about ten percent about its actual sort of secret fun- or unknown functions. Yeah. Well, it's like cancer. I'm sure you could probably do yeah. a, do a study that proves that people wearing green jumpers wear cancer. It's like they don't because yeah, just... all they do is spot patterns with cancer. They don't really understand yeah. cancer or how or why it pops up, do they? They just they just correlate uh, things that happen, don't they? But they think they know it all, don't they? They think they sort of like, and you start talking about ghosts or something, and they laugh at you, but they don't seem to realise that. Maybe sort of, maybe some some old medium knows more about reality than than they do. You know, it's just like, yeah. Just, but but back to radio. I mean, when it was when radio was first introduced in the in the early nineteen twenties. I mean, that really did cause a scare because, like, apparently, lit, the first listeners to radio, they weren't sure whether the voices were actually living or dead people. You know, because at the time of spiritualism, you know, some people were thinking like, "Is is this dead people coming out of the radio?" You know, these like invisible voices. It's just uh, that's great, isn't it? It's great. It's great. What a time to be alive! <laughs> you know, yeah. having some wonder about the world rather than being jaded and like, yeah, with the world like stuck we are. To the bloody stuck to the computer screen where everything's just there, isn't it? Like vulgarly, just there, isn't it? Sort yeah, of touch of a button. 
because apparently Nik Nikola Tesla and Thomas Ed Edison, they apparently were, were trying to use radio to contact the spirit world, weren't they? And apparently, I don't know about, I don't know whether that Tesla one was, uh, he was just picking up sort of actual sort of not, not spiritual communications, but sort of star transmissions. But I know Thomas Edison definitely did try to create a machine to contact the are you ready for some more ASMR? Yes, we have, yeah, we have yeah, Check yeah. Lady now. Oh, Check Lady. <laughs> See, the checks, the checks know how to make a number station, don't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, she's hot. I don't know, she seems, she seems quite stern. I think she's a light soft girl. There, there was some amazing like oh. sweeps in that, weren't there? Yeah, whooshing sounds every now and again. Yeah, 
that's so mysterious, isn't it? That's great. Yeah, I haven't got to any ones that really give me the creeps. The uh, the Lincolnshire poacher used to give me the creeps, but no, it doesn't. Some yeah, I just love the static. I love the voices, but uh, the static's great as well. I could listen to that all day. I think it's better than proper music. I'm bored with music. <laughs> Hello there, good sir. Ah, we go. It's Mr. Hobbit's joined us. Oh, Hobbit! Right. Ah, top of the morning to you. <laughs> <laughs> You've just. Um, Zero's been. I've just been. Uh, You've been listening. I've been uh, going voting for the uh, the Ulster Democrats. I've lost the Democrats. <laughs> Is that a party? <laughs> yes, they are. Oh God! Oh dear! All right. Okay. We're political streaming later, got... Hobbit. We're doing number stream oh. number stations at the moment. No, that's quite all right. I I thought I'd come in and be professionally disrailing, uh, (laughs) disrailing things. (laughs) Sound like you're fresh out of the pub, mate. (laughs) It's funny, that. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping hoping for some proper shortwave autism from Hobbit. Yes, I too was hoping for some proper shortwave autism, and then a thing came up, and I was like, I haven't eaten yet. And I haven't eaten really that well uh, all week, so I need to take care of number one first. Then we can deal with number two. <laughs> so do you have any shortwave autism for us? Uh, yes. Um, mm, uh, you know the band Border Canada? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, especially on the Giugaddy album, there's a lot of uh, samples taken from shortwave radio. Why am I looking at the phone? I might call- Here's the microphone. Yes, there's a lot of uh, number stations featured on that and a lot of counting. And I haven't listened to the first hour of the show because I've been driving. So uh, I assume you've talked about the Lincolnshire Poacher. Yeah, it's you not all the numbers. Lincolnshire Poacher. We've still got a few to get through. Um, yeah, we've actually, think, we're not uh, even halfway. Uh, so Cabaret, carry on and I'll listen. So should we, Cabaret uh, Voltaire. Should Cabaret we go for... Voltaire, the British... They oh, did. They did uh, shortwave or cabaret. I can't remember the album title, but Cabaret Voltaire, like the early industrial British group, they use shortwave on their LP. Do they use any? Has, has anyone used any number stations? I don't. I, don't, I think didn't. Uh, ah, what's his Morrissey did? Didn't he at the start of his um, Ouija board song? I'm, I'm, or am I getting that mixed up? I'm, I'm pretty sure he used. Yeah, he did it. Yeah, it's on his Ouija board single. Ouija board, Ouija board. You know that song? <laughs> I know that. I've never yeah, been a big. Start, I've never been a big Morrissey yeah. fan. Oh no, I disavow. I disavow. It's not me. I'm not. A, <laughs> it's Morrissey, Morrissey the vegetarian. Yeah, he's the vegetarian uh, Anne Marie Walters fan, isn't, isn't he? Yeah. Oh. Mm. is Billy Bragg a vegetarian as well? Must be. Oh, I I'd think my, my, fa- my favourite. <laughs> My my favourite Morrissey song was one that uh, do you remember uh, what's his name the one with the paper mache head Frank uh, Frank Sidebottom covered um, Panic in oh, the Streets yeah. and it was Panic in the Streets of Tim Pulley. <laughs> <laughs> I know I a Billy Bragg anecdote. I, I I used to know this girl at school who was really hot, like really hot, and I don't know how you do it, but she got into Billy Bragg or or she was. Billy, not Billy Bragg's helper, but she somehow got involved in the Billy Bragg thing. And I saw her a few years later, and she was all like bloated and frumpy and like horrible. <laughs> she, 
Do you, do you, this is this is a this is a point. It may be like, is it because they get infested with demons or what? But if you notice, like um, the the symptoms of leftism kind of externalize is probably the best way to put it. It's like, there's the problem glasses. That's the first thing, isn't it? And then it's yeah, like yeah. the frumpy haircut, isn't it? But the they go Thelma like it doesn't haircut. matter how it doesn't matter how pretty they were to start with. It's it's like I don't know. It's like something takes over their body and like the yeah. the leftism like corrupts and warps the body, doesn't it? That really does, yeah. It's like psychiatric drugs. Like when someone takes psychiatric drugs, they get fat and like bloated and sort of stupider. Yeah. Maybe they feed them feed them Billy Bragg drugs or something. <laughs> Billy Bragg drugs. Sorry if you're listening, Billy. But you know. unisex chip. Billy, sure. Billy, big, Billy's a big <laughs> fan of the show. Uh, vote Corbin, kids. Yeah. <laughs> vote Diane Abbott. Like Diane Abbott and her odd he- shoes. In his mansion in Lincolnshire or whatever, yeah, he's a proper leftist. Yeah. Oh, I know what we forgot to talk about. You, were, we were going to do a little bit of politics, weren't we? You were going to say about the um, something surrounding the job centre. Oh, the you job centre, yeah. Because we were talking the other day about uh, the election, and because we were going to do a pre, thought, well, pre uh, try and make it a bit topical. Yeah, I remember now. <laughs> I, I sort of thought, well, I'm going to do a. I don't do this quite often. Because when when I get like psychic impressions, the, the best ones that are accurate usually just happen out of the blue. Like when I try to do it, obviously you get the subjective sort of warpings of that. But is it I like um, the scan. is it like flying from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? You just have to throw yourself at the floor and miss. You have to just like yeah, stop thinking like, about it. It's like I don't want to sort of toot my own horn, but I have done. I have made like proper accurate psychic um predictions with my friends and that but they just come out of the blue which is really odd because surely they shouldn't come out of the blue should they they should just you should be able to just do it but i don't know just one example like my friend came around one day and um, we were talking this thought just came into my head that because he was saying like i wish i had a girlfriend and when he said that the thought just came into my head that you're going to get a girlfriend in the next two weeks and she's going to have a yellow car. <laughs> and I told him that. And, like, bugger me, two weeks later, he, he's got this girlfriend with a yellow car. And, like, yellow cars are the most rare coloured car in the UK. But I don't know. It just comes to me. I mean, it must come to everyone, surely. But, people, you know, these thoughts... Well, I think people have, kind of, people have learned yeah. to ignore their gut, haven't they? Or tr- yeah. learned or trained to ignore their gut, haven't they? It's either Rudyard Kipling or G.K. Chesterton that says, occasionally people encounter things which are out of the ordinary, which, uh, yeah, things are out of the ordinary, but if they trip over it, they pick themselves off, dust themselves off, and carry on as if nothing ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm terrible for ignore. I'm supposed to be a psychic, but I ignore my gut feelings all the time, you know. It's terrible, (laughs) you know. I think like the ed- I the education system's kind of designed to beat that out of us. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, certain everything is really, isn't it? It's like uh, yeah, you know. like, like, there's nothing you can do. The local there? news. You watch the local news, and you have and you have someone talking about ghosts, and you have the X Files music, and everyone starts chuckling. Don't yeah. They? Well, there's no way you can go, is there? If you're like growing up and you sort of interested in the psychic, you can't join the Hogwarts school, can you? There's nothing to join, is there? Unless you yeah. want to be, you can either join the army or join the church, can't you? But you know, 
That's just, well, you could have joined no, the Jesus like, Army, but they're defunct now. <laughs> yeah. I knew a Jesus Army girl, yeah, back in Norwich, yeah. God, Onward, was... Christian soldiers, marching us to war. <laughs> well, it turned, oh, out to be a massive, turned out to be a massive con, didn't it? Well, apparently they were all pedos, weren't they? But well, that's oh, what this no. this uh, this Jesus Army girl I knew. She had a heart of gold, you know, and she'd like put up homeless people, and aren't they'd a, always steal of, um, steal our purse, you know. Aren't a lot of Jesus Mark Jesus Army like ex junkies and stuff like that? Yeah, that's the thing. Well, this Jesus Army girl said that she, when she first got into it, she stayed at that their HQ in Northamptonshire, in Bugbrook, and she said. Yeah, and she said yeah. someone tried to hypnotise her, like without her will. So yeah, that's a first-hand account. So yeah, it was dodgy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You go, you go join the Jesus Army. The next thing you're being hypnotised by some sort of creepy bloke. Yeah. <laughs> so if we, yeah, because I speculated. Should... So sorry to um, you know, trudge up like hours old content, but. <laughs> Have we or the chat speculated yet as to the purpose of number? Uh, because this this is an open question. There's no definitive answer to it. I think I think it has to be governmental because otherwise it would have been tracked down and stamped out by now, wouldn't it? I, th- I think. Yeah. I think the law of averages says that it's governmental, doesn't it? It's broadcast from like proper radio stations with like massive power, massive power use, and a massive aerial. So that must be that must be like given the government go-ahead, yeah, because it would be obvious that if it was a pirate station, that would be obvious and that would be shut down, so, yeah. I regret not talking with people I know who do amateur radio, as I said I was going to for this show. Um, it's been one of those weeks. Who's more important to you, it? People you know from the internet or real-life friends? Um, I think you need to get your priorities both? straight. Oh yeah, but I was I was going to talk with like, but p- people I know um, offline who who do amateur radio, and ask them about this because it's it really I, I mean you, there's like a few questions I got asked like for example where do these signals originate from can you triangulate them and uh, yes what is well, the I know um, have you ever heard of Yosemite the Yosemite Sam one I don't think that's in the list for tonight. But the Yosemite Sam one, they actually tracked it to a government or a government uh, transmitter. They, this is yeah. this is only this is only stuff that the government can do. Yeah. So the I only mean, the real th- question is which branch of the government is doing it, and whose governments are participating in this? Because it, um, there are. It's not all just in in English, is it? These number stations. No, we've we've played a played a Czech one so far. We've played a German one. Hmm. There's a long run in sight on Gilbert, Gilbertar, I don't know, Gilbertar, like Gibraltar. a number station. Yeah. That's got to be us, isn't it? I, I would imagine. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking as well with these shortwave radio stations, they're using like, uh, I don't know what the power consumption is for a transmitter that goes all across the world, but I, I think it's safe to assume that a destroyer or a cruiser has sufficient power on board that they could do this. So I'm starting to think that they're, they're probably not all land-based. There'll be some in the oceans as well. Yeah, that's that's quite possible. Yeah, uh, it seems this is it's not really a clunky technology, but I, I, they're still doing it now. I'd have thought they'd have come up with something else now, but yeah, maybe it's just such a good system, like almost unbreakable, that 
They are we, are we ready? Are we ready for another number station? This one is called DFD twenty one. Delta Foxtrot Delta Delta Foxtrot Delta. This is like watching Manji language, isn't it? Delta. I like this one. All you need is good beat to it. Delta. Sometimes you have different bits at the end. This one, this clip is. There's about another minute and a half to go. Okay. Sometimes, like the last third, is like completely different. Nicholas is not headphone friendly this one. And uh, I happen to be having my headphones on. I can appreciate what you're saying. It is a a bit migraine inducing this one. One thing which strikes me in this is you hear the background um, chirping noise. Yeah. Well, what I suggested earlier is maybe that's uh, she said something else. Yeah. It is. Um, it's not It is some sort of other date as you can hear by the sort of the fading in and out, which is caused by the shortwave bouncing across the ionosphere. Because the ionosphere is not a clear boundary, it's, you know, as you might say, a gaseous layer. And that's causing it, the wound flutter to happen in, in the uh, signal. So it sounds to me like you're repeating a very small piece of information over and over again for error correction purposes. Well, some some of these that some of these they change frequencies during the day. So they have like a daytime frequency and a nighttime frequency. But in which case, having like the the woman with saying the various like words, it's almost like um, secondary to what is actually going on there. The the data code. I'm almost wondering if the data code is like a key for a database, and then when the the numbers are being read out, it corresponds to uh, these words in the database. So if one equals the and uh, two equals this, and it could be a bit more complicated than that because otherwise, if if she's saying seven over and over again, and seven means like the, yeah. then you know that's a lot of the. Um, but I'm just thinking that the numbers correspond to something in a key, and the key is the chirping that goes over and over. Uh, that's well, what you got to remember about these part. number stations is they're always exactly the same. So the message is over and over and over. So we're, so me and, me and Zero were talking earlier, and we assumed that whatever the spy gets given would be the bit that changes. But is it though? Because I'm I'm starting to wonder. It's like after okay for the first eighteen hours, it's the same thing over and over again, but then it will change. And I'm starting to wonder. Like for example, shortwave is an ideal 
uh, carrier. I mean, I know the Navy also uses VLF, very low frequency, which is below shortwave. And there was some sort of talk about how that's interfering with whale songs and whale navigation. Um, but shortwave, yeah, okay, you need submarines to surface to access it, but it can be heard all across the world. For example, I mean, I'm not sure if it's common knowledge. It probably is um, that the contingency plan for the Trident submarines is if ever they can't hear uh, BBC World Service for, I want to say a number like 40 minutes, but if they can't hear it for an hour, they will carry on with the contingency plans, which means to launch nukes at pre-selected targets. So yeah, the BBC sure, World I... Service has always got to be broadcasting. Because you don't need much power to broadcast around the world with shortwave. That's, that's what's so ideal about it, yeah. How much power does a shortwave radio station... Now I've got the Hobbit number station, which is a series of clicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like, pe pe people in their bedrooms broadcast around the world, don't they, with Morse. So I, I don't think there'll be that, that much power. Although hmm. maybe they maybe they're sent. I don't know how. Maybe they send it. I don't know. Is it sent to like a transmitting station and then it's transmitted? Or, well, no, they transmit through their aerials, don't they, in the back garden? So. Yeah. Well, you you sh you showed that uh, YouTube video, didn't you? That um, that shortwave can also be used to, to transmit vision. Did you know that, Hobbit? Yeah. SSTV yeah. images, yeah. Yeah, slow st scan. I've actually got a book about slow scan television technology. You can send information very slowly over wireless. Yeah. And there was a thing with ham radio about um, IP, internet protocol over over radio. Um, so you can use it. It's, it's very low bandwidth because, you, you know, you're, you're dealing with... Um, yeah, because you're, you're losing, a, with, you're losing like, a lot of signal, aren't you, to the atmosphere? Well, yeah, but there's also the fact that if you're dealing with um, the lower frequencies, there's the unless you would like to take up the entire uh, band, uh, you you've got a small section of the band which you can use to transmit information. That's why there's a push for five G using five gigahertz and above. Is it five gigahertz? No, I think it's higher frequencies than that. Oh, don't start. Don't which, start on the. Don't start on the five G. That's that, That's a. That's a. That's a. Dealing with higher and higher frequencies so that you can have more bandwidth. The disadvantage being, because it's high frequencies, they don't have much range. But I thought, but they, if were gonna, sending... I thought they were going to cook us all from hundreds and hundreds of miles away. Yes, because we're all going to be inside a, an oven with like these, these things. Um, <laughs> if they're sending colour color SSTV still pictures over the shortwave, is it going into my brain? Well, has your exactly. brain got a uh, a modem which can oh. demodulate the encrypted signal? That's what, uh, yeah, but I've got I've got fillings that's, though. That's a, the pituitary gland, isn't it? That's crystal. Oh, do do your do your fillings pick up a shortwave radio? No, I'm joking. I ain't got any fillings, but it's like it's... Hey, they do I'll though, you, don't they? I'll tell you what, and my friend didn't believe me until I gave him the speakers because I got fed up with them, and I said. I had this, um, I spent 20 quid on this pair of active speakers. And I said, oh, yeah, they, they're all right. But um, occasionally they will pick up shortwave radio, especially at nighttime. And he's like, oh, that's, that's impossible. It's an amplifier. It won't do that. It's like, well, I'm telling you, they pick up. Oh, you must have just been listening to it. 
I know what signal I put into my speakers. I wasn't using it for picking up shortwave radio. And you start using it for a couple of days. This is, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, I'm picking up shortwave radio on that. That's because that's because they have to, isn't it? The FCC regulations where they have to be kind of, they have to be really, really Shielded. passive, don't they? Yeah. Well, um, I don't. It, the thing is, you've got an amplifier inside a pair of uh, speakers, and you've got cables trailing everywhere. You've effectively got a bunch of antennas, and the amplifier is this amplifier was a lazy, sloppy design. And it just amplified any signal it picked up, not just stuff that was going in line in. So yeah. things which were going in the output, it was still going, oh, yeah, I'm going to amplify that as well. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm actually gonna put, did. I'm going to put a number station on quick because I need to, I need to uh, go, for a, go for what the Yanks call a comfort break. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is five, English Lady, 5-0. Five, zero. Zero. Five, zero. one. Five, four, zero, five, four. 
Maybe she was sending that to me. Zero zero at the end. Zero zero. <laughs> so what do you what do you make of that number station? I, th- I think I think the Europeans have got the edge on us because at least they throw a bit of techno in there, don't they? But what what you were saying? What what about number stations in general? Kind of? Well, there wasn't really much background noise on that one. It was just it was quite clear. It was just a bunch very, of numbers. Very strong signal, wasn't it? That's, that's why they're, that's why they're quite hard to kind of get to grips to what they're all about because they're all like slightly different. When you think you've got a constant, you listen to another one and something else has changed, doesn't it? I'm I'm looking here. I can't seem to find a definitive answer for uh, um, this. Is something I wouldn't mind coming back to actually when they have more numbers. So you know me and numbers, but the um. Well, I could do Can't the amount of number stations wave. I've got. I downloaded a whole folder of them, mm. so the amount I've got, I could do another yeah. couple of parts on this one. Oh well, I'm, I'm I wouldn't mind revisiting it. But when it comes to medium wave, which is the next band above shortwave radio, um, there's there's some places like in Saudi Arabia and, and Europe which have got uh, two megawatt um, uh, transmitters. Now that means that two megawatt is being outputted from the transmitter. I don't know what the efficiencies of them are, but one's person saying it's like if they're fifty percent efficient, which is actually quite good for a class A amplifier. Um, uh, some of them are like ten percent efficient. Then that means you know it's outputting two two megawatts, but it'll take anything you know four megawatts if it's uh, if it's fifty um, percent efficient. And I'm thinking to myself, an aircraft carrier with a nuclear so, reactor could output. So when it's so when it's um so when it's not efficient, like as as you know, like a regular the old style light bulbs, they they lost a lot of efficiency mm. for heat. So what what do what do medium wave transmitters lose it as then? Right. So um, I think uh, so. Hopefully, some electronics nerd in the chat's going to correct me on this. But with amplifiers, I've heard of class A, class B, and class D. And that's for like when you get a signal and you want to power your speakers. Um, I've I've asked people, I said, "What's class C?" Then I said, "Oh, that's for transmitting." But also, you can use class A and B and D to transmit as well. All right. And I don't really understand what the difference in, in quality. So I can't say, "Oh, class A's amplify this way, whereas class D's do this." Yeah. Um, I know that class D's are the most efficient, although they they have some problems. People quite like the sound of class A amp. Um, so, but, uh, the point being is they're not hundred percent efficient. So if you've got a transmitter, which is outputting two megawatts, you could be looking at, uh, 10 megawatts. Uh, y- yeah, you, you really need a, a ground based power station in order to output that. So when you're saying there's a loss in efficiency, what is that like? I mean, does the, does the, um, sound just like spray out into the ether? Or is it just? Oh no, the the, the loss is actually in the am- amplified uh, stuff itself. I mean, oh, if right. you've ever so dealt does... with like, so it disappears before it even gets out anywhere. 
Yeah, I mean, if you've ever dealt with an amp before, you've got like transformers and other bits with this like heat. You've got power transistors and you've got like great big heat sinks bolted onto them to dissipate their heat. Oh, so much like and a light bulb, they're losing it in heat as well then. Yeah, yeah, and and like if you because someone is like, oh, I've got this valve amp, and you sort of stand near, it's like, oh, those valves are put, kicking out a lot of heat. Yeah, because they, they look do. like light bulbs, but, don't they? Um, uh, valves. Yeah, I mean, the, there's the the difference between a light bulb and a valve is not that much. I mean, with a valve, you've got a plate uh, which is like the cathode or the anode. I'm sorry, I don't remember what polarity is which. And you've got a plasma going between them and the various other contact points in there. Oh, hold on, and hold on. You... I've just got something. Mm. I'm just going to derail you, you a sec for London Bridge. Stephen James in the chat has said that the London Bridge happening was on the 333rd day of the year, with 33 days of the year left. We'll be in a leap year. Oh, that's... It's Corinth's Yeah, that, okay, That all right, that... Yeah, I mean, the other thing about the thing, there's so much that's spooky about it. I mean, did people see that video of the guy who was allegedly shot in the chest, allegedly getting up, allegedly? Yeah, I saw that. Have I said allegedly enough times? I think so, yeah. I think you've put MI5 off. Yeah. I'm not going to commit suicide. (laughs) I'm I'm not suicidal. Hobbit didn't kill himself. No. Well, 333 is the number of the demon Coronzon out of the Anokian system, which is, uh, he's like the, the the guardian to hell, <laughs> to, put it, to put it bluntly. Yeah. Oh, it's obviously, it's obviously yeah. Masonic, isn't there? Because you get 33, yeah. 33 and a third degree Masons. That's, I, I, thought that was actually, um, I thought that was actually worth derailing for that point. No, that's quite all right, because I was going to say, I, I was going to have an Anne of Green Gables moment there, where Chronazon is one of those words I've seen written, but I've never tried to pronounce it before. Anne of Green Gables, that just yeah. makes me think of uh, Greensleeves, which is like our own version of a number station in the 90s when you had old <laughs> music. <laughs> well, the reason I mention Anne of Green Gables is she went to this boarding school where they're like the Quebec, uh, Quebecois, and Quebecois. she could uh, read... She could read and write French. Yeah, she was. She went to the Quebecois, um, but she couldn't speak it. So they're taking the piss out of how she's pronouncing French. And it's like, yeah, you're dealing with a girl who grew up in Prince Edward Island, where everyone speaks the Lord's English, and RP. you're speaking your probably speak RP language. as well, don't they? Received pronunciation. Well, yes. no, I mean, you know, it's they're fairly rural on uh, Prince Edward Island, oh, but. Right. Point, point being is she was clever enough to read and write in French and they're taking the piss out of her for mispronouncing her words because she had no Frenchy to speak with. Well, this is what I've always found weird about football. We really are going off on a tangent now. This is what I've found weird about football. It's like, you know, our, our commentators busting her back to to, uh, to pronounce someone's name properly. You don't get someone trying to say David Beckham in a Cockney accent, do you? When, when, when you get a froggy uh, commentating on the game, they just speak it in froggy. They just pronounce it in froggy, don't they? I know, I know. But it's almost like the thing, if, if you mispronounce it, it's considered to be bad form. So Yeah, but mispronouncing, oh, in the mis- chat. mispronouncing virtually everything in our language isn't considered bad form, which is kind of uh, typical, I think is probably the word I'd use. Well, I, 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 I've been uh, on Twitter recently and someone's been like uh, doing quite, uh, captions with the Watchmen. You know, there's Dr. Uh, Dr. Compton to replace Dr. Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> you know the one I'm on about. 
Yeah, I do. We yeah. will be going back to number stations, but I think it's important we have a little aside for this, and I will bring it into number stations. Just well, you wait. While we're on, so, while we're on Alan Moore, did you see that article today? He wrote for the uh, was it the the Guardian or something? He's wrote a column for the Guardian saying how he's gonna how he doesn't normally vote, but he's voting Labour because the world depends on getting magic. Yes, whilst I'm at my my place of work, instead of doing work, I'm reading the Guardian because I like to wind myself up. (laughs) 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 But going on to going on to Doctor Compton, he is writing this this thing in like how he's annoyed with they bitches. And I said, I'm not sure what's what's worse, the egregious rape of our language or our women. <laughs> and I appreciate he's trying to do it in the character of Dr. Compton, but I still find it really annoying the way he is, like, butchering the English language. Hobbit, the now, Hobbit those, are the... Tu- those are Tuesday thoughts you have in there, mate. <laughs> now, now, back on to this, and you'll see how I'm going oh, to tie more, this one in. More, one more from the chat before we move on yeah, 30, yeah. Apparently, uh, do you know this one zero that 33 is a sat- satanic number because it refers to the number of angels cast out of heaven with satan i know it's like two thirds isn't it two thirds were cast out and like, what so there's a hundred in total oh no that'd be 66 yeah like 99. two divided by three is 0.6666 but with god yeah. seven at the end of it so god's mm. still in control uh so, do, yeah. i um he's got the control I, he's well, got the controlling share yeah, I um, I, I I'm gonna carry on with this, and you'll see how you'll you'll be like, we're, we're glad uh, Hobbit goes on a tangent because we appreciate how he manages Go, to tie goes it on in a the third, end. Goes on a thirty-three and a third degree angle. Well, you know, like we put the records on at thirty-three and a third revolutions a minute. <laughs> where if you're having a long play one, I always yeah. preferred the forty-fives. But that's another thing that's not related to this, <laughs> Doctor Compton. You know how Dr. Manhattan, he had the symbol on his forehead of the, uh, the atom. hydrogen atom? Yeah. Yeah. And so Stone Toss did a comic of it where they're zooming into Dr. Compton's uh, forehead and it's a six-pointed star hexagram inside a circle. And if you look at a six-pointed star, you've got six points, six, 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 because you've got the six points, the six edges, the six triangles. The hexagon. Those add up to 360. Yeah. And, you know... 33, 360, I'm pretty sure there's ways of doing numerology around it. Those numbers are all tied together. Yeah, the hexagons used to conjure up spirits into, yeah, that's for, for, for ages, yeah. So. I always thought 33 yeah. was one of those numbers, like um, 333 being half of the number of the beast. It's one of those numbers. Uh, yes. Funny enough, in... in uh, one of our um, uh, colleagues at chat, he occasionally, we call it the jukebox. So we've got a, an old laptop plugged into the amplifier and he'll put in like a 432 hertz headphones. And I get really bored with it because it's like, it's it, it's the Bob, sort of stuff Bob I Marley, listen to on. No, no, it's not even that. It's just like really boring long tones on the synthesizer, which yeah. I'd hear on this uh, station called Sleepbot as in ambient music designed not to be interesting that you could go to sleep to. And I got bored with it, so I put on some Christmas carols with organ music, and I said to him, you know you like all those healing tones? And he, and he said, yeah. And I said, well, that's the whole point with the organs. They were built before uh, tones were weaponized because people understood that there were healing tones. He says, oh, is it 432 hertz? And I said, well, the A 
uh, notes will be 432 hertz. But you realize that's because C equals 512, which is a, a multiple of two. Um, it is a multiple of two, but it's also a binary number. And I'm not sure what the ratio is exactly between A and C. Hopefully some musicians in the chat can say, oh, it's four-fifths of C or whatever, um, to explain why if C equals 512, A equals 432. But, yeah, well, my the, these numbers be, are important. My granddad used to be a huge fan of Klaus Wunderlich and his Wurlitzer organ. I've had a few of his LPs, yeah. Yeah, didn't he used to do, like, um, like well, it's a version it can, of, like, the pockets yeah. of the day, didn't he? He's like James Last, weren't he? Yeah. yeah. Sort of. I like that. I like it when people cover songs and make them better than the original, yeah. like Death in Rome. Yeah, so so if you want some interesting Hobbit, go for some Klaus Wunderlich. Mm. So anyway, my tangent about Dr. Compton with the Star of Dave on his head is that's a 666 as well. Back to the 33 and the number stations. Right, let's, let's go for another one. We've got next... Uh, no. Oh, can I can I just can I just on. get this in? Otherwise, I forget that <laughs> what you were speaking about earlier, Hobbit, about the speaker picking up the radio. That I, I read about that once, so I thought well, I'm going to bloody try this. So I took a tape recorder up 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 a mountain, and I had a mono jack plug with two wires affixed, and I, I, I said like you, you plug one wire into the earth, push it into the earth, and the other wire to a metal fence. And I found this really long metal fence. So I did that, plugged it in, and yeah, the the tape recorder picked up the radio. Like, yeah, um, it's just what, odd, isn't it? What one of the first things I've I did with uh, uh, when I was doing electronics was it was a, a, using a very long antenna and a passive uh, radio to pick up um, shortwave signals. Um, that's the reason these stations have to be so powerful is that the signal goes out, and when you have a radio receiver, it is taking that. So in theory, if people were to have like a billions upon billions of radios, there wouldn't be enough signal to go around, and they'd have to increase the transmitter power mm. to put out more power. Um, but you are taking an infinitesimal amount of that transmitter's power uh, to power the radio. And if you've got an, like a really long antenna... It's efficient enough that you can hear something. Yeah, that's fascinating stuff. Yeah. Right, are we ready for this? Is called note version check lady. So another one of your another one of your ASMR. Oh. Don't See, the old checks know how to do a, don't know how to do a number station, don't they? Sounds like something out of a 1970s sci-fi movie, doesn't it? They should stick to making lagers. I assume it's Czech, is it she's speaking? 
1, 5, 0, 8, 7, 6, 8, 0, 8, 7, 6, 8, 1, 7, 1, 7, 1, 3, 0, 9, 4, 1, 3, 0, 9, 4, Oh, that was a nice short one. Yeah. Minute and it's 38, so sexy that these numbers were. Well, what about crystal sets? I mean, that's the same thing as what we were talking about. But, you know, crystal sets, they don't need electricity or batteries. But what if you used, like, a, a really big crystal with, with like, a, a demon inside? Because demons live in crystals. Would, would you hear the demon's voice coming out of it? be well not, this not is weird. What, you know uh, one of the things uh, prior to um uh, th this is something which i'm going to just quote from freeman uh the televisions the original research into it was done by the golden dawn society not to be confused with uh, golden dawn the political party in greece and they were a modern version of the div of the crystal ball <coughs> to do divination mm. Yeah, you have got entities which live in crystals. I'm not sure if I call them demons, but well, yeah, that's just I know I shouldn't say that name because no, I don't know. I mean, demons. Have, there's a lot of negative um, uh, stigma attached to that. And I remember, I remember sitting there's guys trying to say that they actually should call them demons, where they're like yeah. uh, they're neither good nor bad, but they they can be malicious if you piss well, them the, off. That's uh, the theory of the jinn, isn't it? That the the jinn live in a in a frequency just beyond us. But the jinn are literally like people, where you get some good ones, some bad ones. Some are indifferent. Yeah, so they, just they like, got they're just generally like people. But I got a feeling with these demons, especially the ones looking for possession, they are malevolent, and they, their, the, their, their intentions are purely to take people over. So maybe predatory is another term as well. Uh, they're looking to take people. But I think it's very interesting that the start of radio wasn't like. Oh yeah, this could be a form of communication. No, it was well. I suppose it was a form of communication, but not to communicate. You know, the archers or the news, but as in, uh, let's see if we can contact spirits using these ethereal plane. Because some some cultures have things called spirit traps, don't they? Which are like brightly coloured, intricate maze type um, constructions. And if you think of the inside of a radio, there's all these multicoloured multicolored wires forming this maze and there's all like odd sort of capacitors and things and they seem like spirit traps to me i mean you know a wandering spirits wandering through the atmosphere he sees a radio and he gets fascinated and trapped inside the insides of it well you, you know, get those the, the what are those what are those boxes called the ones that sweep the ones that do a constant uh, sweep of the FM bat. Is it FM or AM? I can't ghost remember. Bo ghost boxes, aren't they? Ghost boxes, yeah. And they mm. pick out pick out phrases and things, don't they? Mm. I think they Mr. could quite, quite possibly be spirits actually inside radios and TVs, you know, trapped inside them. You know. Mr. Know, Two Six. No, I, I, I agree with you. And uh, so Mr. 262 was saying that a great deal of nuclear defense systems still use valves because they're less susceptible to electromagnetic pulses. Um, the Russians, I mean, this is why to the day when everybody else was uh, gave up with valves, the Russians still carry on doing them. 
um, because it is for uh, defence purposes they use them. Uh, the Ministry of Defence uses gallium arsenide instead of silicon because it's less susceptible to EMP. I suppose the well, it's yeah. If you're making a solid state device, with even with tran- discrete transistors as opposed to integrated circuits, it's still a lot more reliable and durable than a valve. Here's one um, from back in the either system works. Here's one from back in the day. Zero. Do you remember? Do you remember the phenomenon of the floppy seven inch on the front of a magazine? Mm. Oh yeah, I had some of them. Yeah, I got one of those, and I was like, "How the hell do you play this?" This you need a, a really flat platter. So if you've got like a a rubber mat with ridges on it, you you need something underneath, like another record. To yeah, because yeah, the uh, Del, Del yeah. in the chat has said uh, I collected a mag called Unexplained in the eighties, and one had a floppy seven inch of Voices of the Dead, Ghosts, and uh, etc. Was creepy well. back in the day. I had that, so did yeah. you have that floppy seven inch as well then? Yeah, you? with all the EVP voices on it. Yeah, yeah. There's an actual seven inch vinyl of that as well that was given free with the first edition of Constantine Rawdive's uh, Breakthrough book. Yeah, I got it out of the library. Yeah. Oh, no. It was really warped, though. The seven inch was really warped. That's kind of funny. Uh, right, let's 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 go into. So this one here is um, one that um, your friend found in the nineteen nineties. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. In North four, yeah. two, one, eight, eight, four, two, one, eight, eight, nine, four, two. something else bleeding in at the end there wasn't it the 85 yeah that's uh, atmospheric interference but it's funny how it came through with numbers though that's a weird coincidence isn't it mm. he was a weird guy he was he was like a radio ham he, he picked that up in the 1990s in in north wales and i said before like he said like he was he's in this like radio ham club and he he, he told me that they regularly pick up like unidentified signals on shortwave and no one knows what they are because, you know, they're all like, no, I don't, I don't mean this in disparaging way. They're but, you know, all they're total radio experts, nerds. aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're not. They're, they're not amateurs at, at this. They're not just people who are yeah. just messing around, are they? They're real, real experts. But they live for it, yeah. Well, that that guy, so that, just... that robbery in that robbery in London, he's, he's, he was the radio ham that, that solved that, wasn't he? Do you remember the bank? The there's been a couple of films about it. I think one of them being the bank job. Hmm. Oh yeah, a radio, a radio, a radio ham overheard the robbers talking on their walkie-talkies. All oh, right, yeah. Oh great! That must have been fun. Yeah, there's but there's a film, there's a film the... about it. It's, it's called it's called the bank job. Uh, got Jason, can I just Jason say now that the 
dear dear chat that we are doing a very serious show here about the strange phenomena of number shows and we do not appreciate penis jokes in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 are, this is a serious show for serious people and did humor someone make is not a seven inch floppy here. joke, did they? Oh did they just Oh god Yes. Yes <laughs> <laughs> Well, you see, when he said I said I thought they were normally come in three inch versions, I thought he was talking about computer diskettes. That's three and a half inch. He didn't. He didn't correct him, Hubbard. Three and a quarter, mind you. Is it three and a quarter? Three and a half to hard drive, isn't it? It's three. It's three and a quarter because um, that's the average width of the IBM office workers' pocket. So, like, (laughs) how big can we make this floppy disk? Well, as big as it'll fit inside a pocket. Yeah, because before that was it five and a half? Was it was the other was the old standard? Uh, was it five and a half inch or was it five and a quarter? Because that that standard is still used for uh, optical drives. But um, I'm not going to type. I'm going to click on on my. Uh, I use a website for PC components. Yeah. So carry on talking about numbers. Can you still buy floppies then? Can you? Mm, good question, actually. I, I'm going to have a look, see if I can. I've, I've still got a few. Yeah. Oh, well, I think we, I think we've got a bit of a radio ham in chat. Uh, Del Quire said I used to pick up the Soviet wheat reports and strange things like that on shortwave. Yeah. Oh, this anyway. This this guy who, who recorded what we just the one we just heard. Now I, I haven't checked this, but he told me that. The, the analog FM radio signal is broadcast vertically and horizontally at the same time. So that would, he said that because that allowed the maximum amount of reception. But if, if it's being broadcast vertically, you know, the actual signal, if it's vertical and horizontal at the same time, it's going to form like a massive cross, isn't it? Yeah, and it does. He, and, and he said, like, in the centre of the cross, he said, like, it's possible to put subliminals in the kind of carrier wave, like in the very centre of the cross, but I don't know. I haven't checked it out. But Do you know I what the first, the first image that was broadcast on the television set was? I'm, I'm not sure if this was on John Logie Baird's televisor or an actual CRT display. But this was a Golden Dawn experiment. It was a um, Maltese cross. Really? So huh. That was the first the first image ever broadcast. And um, I think the way they did it is they had a, a valve with a Maltese cross inside, and then they beamed electrons into it so that you'd have a Maltese cross shadow. And this image was then picked up with not a charge couple device. There was something that came before charge couple devices. Um, the John Logie Baird televisor could be used as a receiver as well. But that that's sort of getting aside from number waves. But I think it would be fun if we did a show about uh, the early broadcast television and uh, broadcaster radio as well, because that definitely gets into woo-woo territory. Oh, yeah, that's great. There's a good uh, channel on YouTube. I think it's called Prehistoric Television, I think, with all the really old sort of American, first American-like systems and that. Yeah, it's fascinating stuff. But wasn't, um, this might be interesting, because we like dabbing on the BBC. Wasn't the BBC created to break a strike? To, to The BBC the, was created to, to stop a revolution, wasn't it? To broadcast all, propaganda all to of... stop a, well, a, revo- a revolution then. Uh, it, it was, I don't know the actual story. but I, I, mean, I read that, 
after the Second World War, all all the sort of officers came back to this country and saw that, that was a load of shit. So apparently, revolution was in the air amongst the officer class. Well, that's why. In, in, is that is that, why, is that why they cleared out a million people to Australia as well? Then do you think? Yes, well, they employed them all in the BBC to sort of shut them up, really, you know, just... Well, the, 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 there's, a, there's a number of things there which I think they're all worth addressing, these points. In World War One, seeing how shit the country was and how they, like, fought in this war, they weren't going to have millions of fighting uh, men with their rifles come back to the country because then, they, you know, they'll be like, these people be out for revenge. So they came back slowly in waves. And in World War Two, they were told, oh, you, you can't come back. Your house is bombed. Just like, no, my house is all right. No, you've got to go. We're going to bulldoze this entire road. Uh, here's your ticket to Australia. You're going to Australia now. And the idea literally was, it's like, they had World War Two. People have been dissatisfied with the status quo, especially, like, you mean I fought and died and saw my friends die just to see this happen? No, this means war. So uh, that was curtailed. And then you've got the, this could be more for Tuesday's show instead, you've got the Windrush coming later saying, we yeah. really needed those people over because we lost so many men during the war. Who, who was going to drive all the bus? NATO, this one's called. Victor, November. Uniform, 
Hotel, November, Foxtrot, Yankee, Zulu, Lima, November, Zulu, Foxtrot, November, Tango, Uniform, Mike, Echo, Hotel, Oscar, Bravo, Zulu, Victor, India, Foxtrot, Delta, Alpha, Mike, Juliet, Hotel, India, Golf, Victor, Victor, Zulu, Sierra, Zulu, Oscar, Juliet, Hotel, Zulu, Golf, Kilo, I just remembered another thing that Radio Ham guy told me because he said he was he used to do sort of psychic experiments and that. And he, he said, I don't know whether he's, I don't think he was pissing about it, but he said one night he was watching TV and the TV picture sort of like was coming out of the TV and, and going up to the ceiling like a fountain. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's what he told me, yeah. Freaky. He did smoke a lot of dope. So. <laughs> Is this another one of your stories? <laughs> no, it's just like imagine that watching TV and then it starts coming out of the screen like a fountain, like going up to the ceiling. I mean, I think like you might be on something a bit stronger than yeah. dope. <laughs> if if that was dope, can has he got any left? Because. Um, I need to do some independent dope, analysis. <laughs> dope is hallucinogenic, though, isn't it? I've always thought that. I mean, I've seen people like tripping on cannabis. I mean, it, it is. It is yeah. Isn't, it? um, it, isn't, isn't that like someone who gets really pissed on half a shandy? Yeah, no, he was like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was. But no, zero has actually got a point. If if you consume enough of it and if it's good quality, you you all start hallucinating. Is that, is that what people, people you like, know have told you, Hobbit? Yes, I've, I've had <laughs> yeah. uh, second-hand evidence that suggests this. <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't mind talking about it. In the 80s, I, when we it was, were doing it, was it, a was joke, some... it was a joke we made when we did the ecstasy episode. Um, a a, right, a yeah. friend I know, someone <laughs> who isn't me. 
So, so I would like to correct myself in the chat. I mean, normally corrections are done the week afterwards, but I've done the research now and I can correct myself. Hemi, you're right. It's three and a half inch floppies and it's five and a quarter inch. Oh, is it five and a quarter? So, yeah, right. five and a quarter, three and a half. Those are the two sizes you find in desktop PCs and other uh, places. Okay. You can still get floppy disks, but not. Uh, th there's a few places in America are selling them. I'm looking at a review of one of them on Amazon, and I can spot the boomer comment. It's in all caps. Um, the way it packed was used unit. It not come in a box. The unit was packed. It looked like it was not new. Also, no paperwork or capitals, so I can connect to my computer. This is the first time I got unit like this. Robert Muller. So even though Robert, Robert Muller is using what the Muller? Is that what that is? That what they're storing all the data for the Muller report on? Robert Muller, who's put his oh no, Muller spelled M U L L E R. Uh, no, um, so even though he's given it a one star and he's got your username on it, he still signed it Robert Muller at the end in all caps. <laughs> Fucking boomer. Some of those Amazon reviews, like you see, like one star review, and they just go, "It's rubbish." Yeah, <laughs> it's rubbish. Yeah. You, you can tell some of them they're just having a bad day, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> and Amazon's like, oh. going to copy because they're having a bad day. Oh, that's great. There's people doing floppy disk drive emulators. I wonder if I can find software radio. I used um, to love that noise. No. The noise that not not because uh, the five and a five and a quarters used to be a little bit. They used to be noisier than the three and a halves, and I used to really love yes. that. Love that noise that five and quarter, five and a quarter. quarters. Made. I I too know what a five and a quarter sounds like because uh, back in uh, the early school we had a BBC Micro and it had Pod on it, which <laughs> you know you put the you put the actual floppy disk in and you close the uh, the the, the lock clip. so it can't yeah. come out. Yeah, yeah that's it. Um. But I'm, I'm looking at this. It's a USB socket, and you, you plug a memory stick into it, and it emulates a floppy disk, and it's got an LCD, so you can like switch between different floppy disks. So, I mean, that, that's, that's actually a much better system than an actual floppy drive. Huh. Hey, we've got Durbrain in the, in the voice chat here. Does he want to come on? Yeah, about. well... Oh, uh, it's you. Oh, sorry. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was uh, someone else. You know, we had this on Tuesday show as well, and I was like, you know what, let's just go with Hobbit. I, th I think Hobbit will go, because Jackson quite liked the other name I picked. All right, yeah. yeah. The broadcastable name. <laughs> the name which can't be said on, on BBC. It can't be used in polite conversation. <laughs> no. Oh. Yeah, right, how, much, how long have we got? How are we doing for time? Oh, we've gone over two hours and we still got low. Shall I just shall I just power through these last few? Yes, please. Uh, right then. So we'll just uh, right. Ready, ready. And then one we're five. This one's called Ready, Ready. One five seven two eight. One five seven two eight. Eight, 
Oh, the, la- eight, the last, the last three one, are some really good five, ones. Seven, two, eight, this one's a bit naff. One, five, seven, two, eight, or is it the ASMR that you want to see? I'll just start over. I can't five, even hear it. Seven, two, eight, okay, yeah. one, no, I can't five, even hear you seven, over the two, Oh, okay. Eight, one, Just to take that just, one apart a bit, that that one's a bit different to most, isn't it? Because you've got the um, the one the one five three seven eight whatever it is, and then she goes ready ready. So what do you think the ready ready means? Must be the start of the actual code, I'd imagine. So the other bits just. Maybe, so do you think? I think that's just so you t- they know so you know that they're broadcast and you can tune it in like. So the one three five seven eight is so you know you've got the right channel. Yeah. And then the ready well, ready is the, the actual message, or maybe it's the code name of the agent, specifically saying like this is for you nine one two, sort of thing, or double oh seven or something. <laughs> yeah, they're just they're just so hard to work out because they're all completely different, aren't they? Oh, Mister Two Six Two said yeah. maybe the intonation is part of the message. It's yeah, it's, it's strange. I mean, the the thing I have to assume it maybe it's instruction one five one seven eight, but I listen to it and I just think to myself the sort of infrastructure needed to have a and transmitter station which can be heard across the world. It is, can't just be broadcast into one person because that'd be such a massive waste, wouldn't it? So they have to it, they have to have some way of like repurposing it for more than one person, don't they? But the other thing, it's going to be pretty suspect with, like, you find this spy who's got, like, a dual nationality passport, and he all seems to have a shortwave radio on him. It's like, yeah, why do all these spies have shortwave radios on? It's, I, I think there's, there's got to be, like, like, there's something here which isn't quite right. I, I, I'd imagine, yeah, there's definitely something we haven't twigged onto yet. Like, yeah, oh, there, like, there, there's a missing God, piece to it, isn't there? Yeah. Right, so we're actually, we're actually getting some really good ones now. The, la- the last few are the really, really good ones. Uh, this one's called Backwards You're Music Station. Best for last. <laughs> these are all really quick as well, these last few. This is called Backwards Music Station. This did give me a bit of the heebie-jeebies.
that to me, it just sounds demonic. I don't know. Yeah. I don't other any other way to describe it? It just sounds so weird. It sounds like the sort of thing when people pick up the telephone and there's like some horrible voice at the end of it, doesn't it? Like, yeah. It also sounds a little too bit much like for the your insurance. Yeah. You could be involved in a PPI scam. You do insurance, Yeah. This one's hello, hello. <laughs> God, sorry, uh, sorry. Right, I'm next do one. A Pakistani voice. I'm going to go into the gong. That to me sounds like yeah. they're just, they're just, um, they're just putting a thing in your ear. It's just putting a demon in your ear. It makes you wonder, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. people do weird things, but and pranks, but there's also the sinister side to pranks where it does cross into like the occult. I think you know, it's, who knows? Yeah. And then- Aliens. Speaking of aliens, got our very last one, which is called UFO Signal. What's the story behind UFO Signal? Oh, this is just something I picked up once on when I was like searching the internet. It's not on there anymore, mysteriously. It's just some radio ham who's picked up one, like I was saying before, an unidentified shortwave signal that none of his mates, none of his radio ham mates, have any clue what it is. Right here we go. This is UFO Signal. Wait a moment. The strange signal on 14.25 megahertz. 20 meter band. 2nd July 2009. It's been going on for a few days now. Can't figure out what the signal is all about. Nor can any other amateur radio operator that I made contact with. Very strange. What do you think, Einstein? Eh? What do you think about it all? UFOs, you know? Eh? Yeah, that's a bit of a weird one. Einstein's the name of his dog, by the way. Oh, he, had a poodle, he had a poodle called Einstein. Oh, so you know him? No, no, I just, that was just off the internet. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. I wonder if he called his dog Einstein, because in Back to the Future, the dog's called Einstein. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
I just had a really weird thought, but I don't. I'm not. I'm not being blasphemous, but Jesus crucified on the cross. Isn't that some sort of dipole aerial, like with the rib cage and the arms stretched out? Is that some kind of psychic aerial? I don't know. You know the rib well, cage, and if imagine a skeleton with the rib cage and the arms stretched like a T. That's like a dipole aerial, isn't it? Really. Um, you know what? Uh, you'd have to do experiments where you make one out of copper or or some sort of antenna material, and see what it does. Because I don't really. The, the, I've seen, I've seen aerials antennas... that shape, but with um, yeah, it's like one rib, isn't it? It would be if you're going for that that shape. Do you know, do you know the sort of aerial I mean, Hobbit? I do know what you mean. Yeah, those ones you would use them for shortwave. Uh, they, they're a uni, they're not unipole, but they're unidirect, omnidirectional. That's it. Mm. But yeah, but I've seen I've seen I'm sure I've seen aerials with lots of like um, horizontal bars to and whatever they're called, but sort of rib cage type thingy. But yeah, that's odd. But I, w- I was going to get what to say a bit about how. Uh, like number stations, that they really are connected with the paranormal in that during the Mothman case, people, it wasn't radio, but people were getting telephone calls with, from people speaking a cryptic language. And there's been cases of mir- mysterious frequencies and strings of numbers appearing over the, over the radio. So I think um, there's certainly something to it in that number stations, I... S- can't help connecting them with magical squares, you know, like the magical have, square. I do have one more new number station. This one's really scary. Go on, I've had some good burgers in my time. Uh, I I love a good Swiss melted Swiss cheese and mush, roasted mushrooms and caramelized onions on a burger. Uh, that yeah. is hot stuff. You can get that at, at a number of different number places. Of different places. You just need to isolate the bit where he says that is hot stuff. That's code, isn't it? That's a code code message, isn't it? Swiss cheese. Don't Swiss cheese. Oh, I didn't think of that. It's it's well, it's it's the the code in it is that Richard Spencer doesn't have good taste in burgers. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, there is no such thing as Swiss cheese. It'd be like, oh yeah, I really like that English cheese. It's bullshit. Swiss cheese is an American invention. It reminds it reminds me. It reminds me of that old joke. My mother don't like Swiss cheese cheese with the holes in it. We'll just eat the cheese and spit the holes out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I mean, the fact is, it's like, it's based on Gruyere or Emmental, you know, proper holy cheese. Um, but of course, it's just American and therefore it's shit and wrong, like everything else American does. <laughs> just to finish the cheese thing off, why, why holes, Hubbard? Uh, what? In, do you know in why? cheese? Yeah, do you know why cheese has holes? Is it a natural That's the part code, of the process? Are they put in or something? The, arra- the, arra- the arrangement of the holes is the number stations, but in trees, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> it's like the, the position. Yeah. Go, go on, I actually, I prefer that explanation to the boring autism one I was going to give. <laughs> well, I'm curious now. What, why are there holes in it? So when you ferment cheese, um, like carbon dioxide comes out, and uh, with certain cheese where the protein's elastic enough, those bubbles can get like 
captured in the cheese as it solidifies. Whereas the same like cheddar, because of its proteins, the protein strains in, in cheddar are quite small and short. Therefore, that's why it's crumbly. Holes in cheddar because it's um, all the all the carbon dioxide bubbles out. Same with uh, parmesan or grana padano. Um, the short things like mozzarella and um, gruyere and stuff like that. There's very long strain um, uh, proteins in them, so they're, they're quite uh, rubbery. God, I need some cheese now. <laughs> Don't I can't get good bed. cheese round here. I go in, I go, there's no sort of proper cheese shops around. I'm surprised, considering the part of the country you're in, I thought cheese would be quite decent. But oh, this is a bit yeah, of no, no, let's, let's go into a quick. No. Let's go into a quick old wives' tale then. Why shouldn't you eat cheese before bed? I, I was always told it was something like cheese is quite hard to digest, and that's why it keeps you up or mate, or or gives you. I don't know about that because. I have cheese sandwiches. I don't have nightmares. It's because of the amino acids. Last thing for bed, isn't it? The the amino acids in it and the choline um, will uh, build up neurotransmitters, which make you more likely to dream and remember your dreams. And it surprised me. There's quite a lot of um, orthodox, as in orthodox Christ. Well, okay, Eastern Orthodox. And the reason I say that is because the Catholic church is also called the orthodox church mm. just to confuse matters eastern orthodox have a lot of prayers for having a deep and dreamless sleep so you don't get troubled by your dreams i know having a chinese takeaway before bed that's guaranteed nightmare stuff that is it all that msg msg and that you know yeah oh msg is excitotoxic oh, that's oh, acting yeah. on your gaba receptor sites i don't go to takeaways anymore because the last time i had food poisoning was from a certain certain takeaway run by a well a Pakistani to put up to put up <laughs> bluntly yeah. Um, uh, 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 nah, no, you had a bit of school again. girl kebab, did, did you? Yeah. Did oh, you God. listen to um the, the Tuesday show Zero? I, I was yeah, on it. Yeah. And I was talking about how me and one of my other colleagues, we both did, delivered takeaways. I was working for the Chinkies and he was working for the Curries. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'm gonna end the stream now. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so we we're doing we're doing um, Christmas next week, aren't we? Zero. Did you say yeah, we uh, should have Jafer on again? Jafer's yeah. Jafer's coming back, and Merry we're going to talk Christmas myths and uh, stuff. We like wish that. you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. So it'll be lots and of. Uh, com- yeah. I hope it will be a lot of comfy Christmas posting, unlike unlike the fairy episode, which turned out to be yeah. not so light and fluffy, didn't it? Glad tidings we bring <clears throat> to you and your king. We wish you a That's Merry Christmas. Week. That's next week. Don't week. listen to the modern songs. They're shit. They're all written by you, the hoes. <laughs> if, I, if I had that bloody, uh, with the sky is grey, that song, like, oh, my God. Every time I go into a shop, that's on. What is it? Oh, God. Right, don't forget, anyway, to, you, don't forget to like and subscribe, people. Um have a look through our back catalogue. There's some particular. Right, I have episodes. to now click on the thumbs down button because you said the like and subscribe phrase. <laughs> oh, do you not? Is that is that for Boaten? Is it? It's, it's one of those trigger phrases like Brexit or conspiracy theory. When I hear it, it sets my teeth on edge. Okay then. Uh, what's good? Well, what's? Uh, go on, everybody. What's your favourite favourite episode from the back catalogue that you think people should watch? Oh, I think um, fairies. I think fairies was a good episode. Yeah, I like the fairies one. Yeah, I'll go for the fairies. Yeah. 
I liked the one about using technology and other things to talk with spirits. That's this one. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no, no. The, we did. We did one before about. Uh, it wasn't Bollywood Rectory, but it was about experiments in con- mediumship. That oh, yeah, we did uh, Doris yeah. Stokes, didn't we? That's only available as audio at the moment. Um, mm. The uh, the YouTube only goes back as far as the Highgate Vampire. Oh, we still need to finish that off. I mean, how long's that been before we need to finish oh, that yeah. off? Oh, yeah. I've got so much to do, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll do The Cult of Death, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, that's an exclusive, that is, yeah. Right, we'll so I'm going to end yeah. the stream, so it's night all.